Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Southeast Wisconsin has some of the best high school and college athletes in the country. How did they get their start? Where did they begin their journey? It's time to talk about some of the best youth sports programs in the area. 10% It's time for the Youth Sports Show with the Fans High School Insider, Big Time, Mike McGivern. Hey, welcome into the U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan of Mike McGivern alongside one of my guests. He's the advisor and head basketball coach, Franklin High School. He's the advisor for the Franklin Youth Basketball Club. He's Ty- Tyler Podol. Tyler, it's good to see you. Good to see you again, Mike. We're also joined by a guy. Let me tell you a story about him before uh, before we do this. So I'm the JV, head JV coach at uh, Dominican. Coach Wallace Chimes, my sister, and down at St. Catharines, Tyler. I think we're down one with 12 seconds to go. Take a timeout, and I dropped the greatest play I've ever drawn up in, the, in the, the history of basketball. And the idea is to get our guests the ball, get a high ball screen, have them come to double, and he's going to make a nice pass, a little pick and roll, and lay it in, and we're going to run, and we're going to win. And so we even bond the ball to him, and he dribbles directly to deep corner and throws up a fadeaway, falling out of bounds three, where I'm yelling, no, 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 no. Nothing but net. Good shot, Bobby. Good shot, good Bobby. Shot. Well good done. One. I said, what Just were you like thinking? Just like I drew it up. Je- what were you thinking? He said, man, I got this, Coach. He, that kid didn't finish at all. I got this. Don't worry about it. Our other guest, he is on the board. Frank, one of the best basketball players I ever coached and uh, board member at the Franklin Youth Basketball Club. He's Bobby Overland. Bobby, how you been? I'm doing well. You remember that shot? I do. You remember that great play I drew up? You just shook your head and said, he has no idea, man. This is what I do at the Y after every practice. I got to, I got to tell you something about Overland. We would practice, at the, and we'd practice these kids hard, Dominican. And then he'd go to the Y for three hours after. And I'd say, look, stop it. You know, you're wearing yourself out. He'd say, yeah, okay, okay. Next next practice, what would you do last night? I went to the Y. I said, bye. Okay, let's let's look at your grades. No, no, look at my jump shot, Coach. <laughs> look at my jump shot. He did fine in the classroom, and he was one heck of a basketball player. Bobby, where'd you end up playing college ball? Uh, two years at a junior college, Ellsworth, in uh, Iowa Falls, Iowa, and then two years at the University of South Dakota. Yeah, good career. It was awesome, yeah. Scored a lot of points. Yeah, a few. Still scoring, I hear. He, uh, he never saw a shot he didn't like. The difference between him and a lot of guys – when time came to play some defense, he could play some D. He he knew how to play defense. He didn't enjoy it as much. He liked the offensive end a little bit better. But you know what? He wasn't just a shoot-only kid. I mean, he rebounded. He could play some defense. He boxed out. He was too good to be on JV as a sophomore. He should have been up on varsity. He should have been. But they were loaded. They they were That was a loaded team. And, and about any other uh, program in the state, he would have been in the first five up on varsity, but we were really loaded back then. So thanks for coming in. This is a surprise for me, and it's really good to see you. Great to see you. Family's good? Family's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, the Franklin Youth Basketball Club, as we talk about these guys, you can go to their website, fybba.org. 
fybba.org. They're part of the Wisconsin Youth Basketball League. And, uh, Tyler, this thing's getting going, huh? It is. You know, this is our fourth year uh, with the program. And uh, one of the big things when we came into the program, I came from Bayview High School where yep. the, the city conference, are, you know, there's the feeder programs are non-existent. It's what you get freshman year, hopefully hang on to some kids, try to play them early, then move on. It's different from city basketball to running a program in the suburbs and where there are feeder programs and you're drawing off your youth and it starts somewhere. I mean, for us, it actually starts in third grade where we have Sunday morning clinics with a, a former uh, UW Green Bay player, Keith Decker, who is part of our skills development program, part of our board. But it goes from there. They join Wibble, which is the Wisconsin Youth Basketball League. And then, yeah, we I mean, we spend countless time developing them in and out of the season. So the reason this show started, um, I used to do the Midwest Orthopedic Sports Medicine show, and they had a change in their in their their marketing department, and we're gonna, they were going to want to take six months off, and so we're going to fill for six months. And I would always get asked about why don't you talk more about youth programs, and specifically, I would get me I'd get calls about the Franklin Youth Football Program. Say so they got all they got all this money, they got all these kids, they got all these volunteers. How do they do it? I go, why are you calling me? Call them. No, we can't do that. We can't do that. And I go, what do you mean you can't do that? They said, no, we do things the way we do them, and they do them the way they do them, but I'd sure like to know how they do it. And so I said, look, I'll do I'll do this youth sports show for six months, and the idea w- will be let's educate people on how how you guys do your things, good, bad, and ugly. And I asked some uncomfortable questions. We had the Franklin Youth Football Program, the first show I did. Five minutes in, I asked the woman who was the volunteer coordinator what keeps you up at night and she said i can't get people to volunteer she's i can't she goes literally five percent of the people do 90 percent of the work it's just like church and i said wow so you guys have problems too she goes yeah she goes we get a buyout i don't need the money we're flush i don't need it and i keep getting checks what i need is time i need people to help me and so that all of a sudden people went oh my goodness they look like they never had any problems. They have problems too. Well, we have problems. I get calls every week after shows like this saying, hey, they talked about how they fundraise. They talked about how they found coaches. How do they do that? So it's good to have you in. And we'll promote anything that you want us to promote for the Franklin Youth Basketball Club. But look, when you came from Bayview, I don't know where the youth program for basketball was at Franklin. But the football program is put up on this pedestal, and and I looked at your website. You guys got it going, man. Yeah, we um they collectively over four years now. This is my again, like I said, fourth year. One of the first things there's there's certain things I want to put into my program. They're non negotiables. This is what we have to do. And uh, the original board president was Ryan Goodno, who was a business community owner. He has kids coming through and young, vibrant, and. And we had a collection of board members from uh, Coach Hogan and uh, his time there. And, right. And I came in. I remember sitting down at uh, the the old uh, hideaway. The, the hideaway restaurant in Franklin. I came in in the afternoon telling my wife, I don't know what's going to happen, but I've got different things that we need to do different. Right. And I came in with a list of 20 things, and I think Bobby was at that meeting. And I, I remember leaving, and I I felt like I just changed the like I just brought a tsunami through through their youth program and they thought that it was chaos. Right. And ultimately what it was is there was several non negotiables. We 
we have to do certain things a certain way, and I'd love to kind of talk about some of those yeah, things. Yeah, can I ask you before we get to that? And and so what you're talking about is kind of your mission statement. Where, where did you come up with that, Tyler? How did how did you come up with those things that you wanted to do? Because you, again, coming from Bayview, the, the youth program isn't something that that is 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 really relevant in in the city at this point. So where did you come up with personally? What needed to be done to get this into the direction you're going? Well, I mean, I think a lot of it comes from the years' experience uh, of where I've coached and where I've been. And uh, I, I, I've, I coached overseas, uh, and I ran a youth program and community relations director for a British basketball professional club, and I was the youth director out there. And I, we pulled into their club, and then we used some of them in our professional program. Yeah. But, but ultimately, that, that was just a – I, I think those were just things I could draw off of, of just being a community's relations person. But, yeah. But the concept, biggest concept was just knowing these coaches in the community. I reached, I reached out to uh, Winchester at De Pere. Uh When I was at Bayview, we, we drove in, and uh, I had Carlin Dupree, who was a really good player. He played sure. at North Dakota State. Yep. And and we came in, and the the opening, the, our boys walked through, and there was a show going on at, at the JV halftime of little kids doing stomach crunches and they it was like a hundred kids and they were part of their youth program at De Pere. And Winchester has a huge involvement. Then I, I contacted uh Wandry, Dan Wandry yeah, over at Brookfield Central because that's my kid is part of that system. Yep. I took a lot of the pieces that they did and how they handled tryouts, how they how they notified families, and I, I took a part of that. So all these coaches that I'm connected with that are successful youth programs that have successful uh, uh, high school programs. I said, those are the people I want to talk to. Bobby, when you were at that meeting, when he when he laid these out, what was going through your mind? Well, you know, he, Tyler comes in. He has got a lot of energy. Yeah. So you know, he comes in the room, and I, I give him credit. You know, he he came in. He had a plan. He and he, like he said, there's some things that it has to be done a certain way. You know, especially get a varsity program. Sure. Where you know he wants to come in and change the program around. Franklin basketball, like you said, you know it's all been about football. I've been a, I've been in living. I live in Franklin now for almost twenty years. Right. So it's all about football, football. And and, and you know what? Right. Look, I I believe that you can be a football basketball school. I absolutely. do. But football has had so much success. When you talk about some of the best programs in the state of Wisconsin, when you talk about football, Franklin gets in that conversation. Lewis Brown, those guys do a nice job. They, they, they have figured it out, and they're always, you know, you talk about them winning the conference every single year. They're either going to win it or they're going to be close. And so for, for basketball to be able to now kind of get there and say, look, we're, we're here too, guys. So he, he comes into that meeting. You, you felt pretty good by the end? I didn't because, you know, he comes in with a lot of ideas, and I, and I knew I just joined the board that summer before uh, Tyler got hired or Coach P got hired. Yeah. Um, you know, and things were. You know, I, I didn't. I didn't really like the direction that everything was headed. Yep. And you know, Coach B came in and he brought. He brought a lot. He's brought a lot to our community. Um, you know, just not just energy. He's around. I mean, he knows every kid from third grade through. He he shows up at all. This. I mean, it's you get the varsity basketball coach that's getting out and showing his face. You, you, I mean, what a difference that makes! It makes a huge difference. These kids. You know they they and you know this they they sleep in their jersey at night because they went to a Friday night game and what all they want to do is get there and play for him on a Friday night and then he shows up at their game. It's interesting because I talk to coaches you know all the time and there's different philosophies 
And some guys will say, hey, look, I, you know, I let the youth program do their deal. I will have a meeting before. I'll tell them what I want them to run. Maybe we'll do a coach's clinic. But, you know, that's kind of where it ends. I think they're missing a huge opportunity. And that is even you show up for 15 minutes and you walk in, these kids all know him. So they know he's there. It's like, you know, it's like a celebrity's walked in because it goes right down the bench. Look who's here. Look who's here. Now they pick up their game a little bit because they want to impress him. Yeah. And I, it's important. I was no, just going to uh, add that he also, I'm sorry. Uh, I was just wondering last thing. He also adds he knows their names, you know, from yeah. every, you know, how, how nice is that? The varsity coach not only shows up, but he knows every kid. Yeah. Now, it's it's now, important. I'm just going to, I'm going to be a little selfish here in terms of, it is true. I mean, one of the biggest things with those coaches that that do versus don't, and I, I run into coaches quite a bit. And I know I could tell you a list of, hey, here's the high school guys I know that are really involved, and here's the ones that right. kind of stay at a distance. There's a risk and reward to that. Being involved means that you are you are vulnerable, or you you're, bet. you're 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 now part of that community, and they kind of know a little bit more about you. And there's some old, like edgy coaches that were like, hey, I. I enjoy being separated. Correct. But for me, my camp in the summer revolves a lot around a lot of getting kids in through the off season. So right. we we our camp this summer was 200 kids came through, uh, over 200 kids came through in three weeks, yeah. and a lot of that comes from my my time. Hey, coach, I and I'm not I'm not saying anything wrong. There there's two ways to skin the cat. I think you're right. When 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 you do show up at all these, you put yourself out there to the point that now a seventh grade coach, seventh grade players, parents might walk up to you and say, "Look, what does my kid have to do to play for you?" Or how come? Look, how come he's not playing more right now? Well, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not not gonna watch your son for 15 minutes in this game and be able to tell you why he's not playing. Go talk to the coach. You put yourself out. I'm sure that your phone rings or you get more text messages or emails than a lot of other people who are going to take a standoff and say, look, they're running what I want them to run, and, and I don't uh, get involved in that. There, there is. It's risk and reward. we got to get to a break. Uh, we're talking Franklin Youth Basketball Club, and it's FYBBA.org. My special guest in studio, head basketball coach at Franklin, Tyler Podol, and uh, board member, former basketball player that I coached for a year, and then I watched him play. He's Bobby Overland, and it's really good to see him. I'm a big fan of his. This is the U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Well, welcome back to the U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGiver, and we're talking Franklin Youth Basketball Club. It's uh, FYBBA.org. Go to the website. If you've got any questions, their board of directors listed. You can send emails. Uh, you can get a hold of these guys. Um, and it's uh, it's a good website. I learned a lot from it. A lot of uh, lo- a couple of forms that we're going to talk a little bit about and some, some questions that uh, get asked a lot. I'm going to ask you guys to, to comment on. Um, but in studio with me, he's a board member, former Dominican player, like I talked about, Bobby Overland. He's also a coach in this program. And then the head basketball coach at Franklin is an advisor to the Franklin Youth Basketball Club. He's Tyler Podol. Um, how do you guys, you guys have tryouts at every every age level? Yeah, so uh, our, our I want to give a shout out to our board director, um, Brady Fluger. You bet. Uh, he's the coach of the seventh grade team uh, as well. And uh, they... They came off of last year uh, a state state title win for that sixth grade group. They won. Wow. They 
over three weeks leading into that, they finished in the semis, they finished in the semifinals, and then they ended up winning that state title up in um, Appleton. But now he's done a great job coordinating, and we have we had tryouts. Um, they started sometime in September. Uh, we have uh, several coaches that do reviewing, so it's not the varsity coaching. I do not select the players. Okay. I come in. My role is to come in, watch, tell them do a good job, you know, do your best. These are things that coaches look for, and then high five the kids, and then I'll be there at the end saying, you know, one, two, three sabers. And, yeah, all but, that rah rah stuff. Right. Got to do and it. Every program has uh, at least two teams. We call them the gold and the black. Okay. And then for our seventh grade group, which is one, it's our biggest group. It has a has a third team. We I call saw it the that. White. It's the white team. So do you? Um, do the coaches for those teams make the decision on what kids? And is the gold to the black? different skill level or is it is it more even um or do you, do you say hey look we're going to the first 12 we're going to go gold the next 12 will go black kind of stuff like that bobby yeah it's it's our gold is our basically our a team okay and the black is is to be and we have evaluators we, we take it pretty seriously we have outside evaluators come in um you know it's at least four or five different ones at each tryout is there a rec program in franklin there is so these kids that might not make that there's a chance then if they want to get better and they want another shot at this, they don't make it in fifth grade, go play rec, you know, get to the Y, do what you did as a kid, Bobby, and then come back and try out again. And we've had a couple of those kids, uh, especially in the last couple of years, uh, that that do go off to our rec program and then come back to us. Uh, and, and again, they, they in the summer we offer an opportunity as well uh, through uh, kind of like linking with Wanakee High School. You yeah. asked me earlier about like schools that helped, and Dana McKenzie out there started the Wisconsin Swing AAU basketball. Sure, program. he did. Really, yeah. it was a selfish maneuver in terms of I want to make my Wanakee team better, and I need because they're a football school. Let's we need to have something in the summer because there was nothing there. So we offer the Milwaukee Swing version of that. Okay. So all the kids and it's open invites, and if they don't make the team, at an AAU concept like taking half the we want to try to get half Franklin kids, half other kids. Sure. But ultimately, we have a skills program. So those rec-type kids, they go in there, they get all the skills needed maybe to go to the tryouts in, again in September. I, For me personally, I love the story of the kid that didn't make it and said, I'm going to keep going. I love basketball, and I'm going to keep going, and I'm going to make that team. It, it's, it's hard because you have to, because the amount of kids that you have and you have to make cuts – and I know it's a really difficult day for some of these kids when they don't make it and they're right on the cusp. But those kids that then say, okay, watch me. And I'm going to go get better and I'm going to make this team. I, I like those stories of those kids. And you know if they're coming back because how painful it was when they got cut. If they develop and come back and try it again, man, you got to give those kids some kudos, man. So we have two kids in our program that I tell stories about to the other kids. It's really what I what I leave them off with when I say, hey, if you don't make it, they get a letter at the end, uh, that, and then they post the, the rosters. Like at the end of the tryouts, they all had a posting date, so there's not a social media issue. And you have to take into effect with programs. Like how do you tell your kids that they made the team? Right. So uh, for us – it, it at Brookfield Central, they used to get a letter. Nobody could open their letters until they got in the car. And everybody, they had all, like my son couldn't wait to get his, open his letter and see if it had a, a whatever color star that was on right. that letter. Okay. But now they just post. And so do we. We post our, our, our rosters and we allow the community kind of sort it out from there. But now there's no social media like 
one team knows, another team knows. Oh, boy, that's hard, so, though. Yeah, it is. You but, know, at the high school level, we do it in person. I'm sure you do, too. We do, yeah. Where And, and I remember hey, everybody at that JV team that I coached you, at the end of that third practice, you come and see us, no matter who you are. Come see us, and we say, I'll see you tomorrow, or this isn't gonna, this isn't working, and here's why. Hated that day. But you know what? I, I always felt like it was important that we do it in person, and, and I say, look, here, here's what we're thinking. Here's why we're not going to keep you. And it was really hard. But to do it in person rather than – and I know at the youth level with all those kids, you got to right. post it. Well, with, with the youth level, absolutely. My high school level, we have a system we use where it's everybody gets invited one at a time and, and we talk about exactly your role, what the expectations are, or why you didn't make it. In fact, your class – and I don't remember the kid's name – Bobby, but we we cut a kid, and he just wanted to be on the team because his buddies were on the team. And I said, look, you're a really tough kid, but you just want to be here because you hang out. You should probably go wrestle. And he got really mad, and there were some tears, and he yelled. And Well, then I, I stood up in in, uh, in a wedding, and uh, in fact, it was Coach Wallerstein's wedding. And I uh, went to get fitted for the tux, and this kid, this guy goes, hey, do you remember me? I said, I don't. He said, you don't remember me? I said, no, sir, I'm sorry, I don't. He goes, you cut me. Uh, JV basketball at Dominican, and you told me to go wrestle. And it, and it came back to me, and I said, oh, man. He said, I was really mad at you. And I said, I know. He said, and I waited a week, and then I went to wrestle. I got a Division II scholarship wrestling. And they paid for a lot of my, so I want to thank you. I said, so my tuck's going to fit, right? He goes, yeah, but your assistant <laughs> coach was kind of, I said, that's, he said, he wasn't nice. I said, that's the guy who's getting married. So the day of the wedding, we go, and Wallachim zipper was broke. And so I call this guy, and he goes, I swear I didn't do it on purpose. I'll be right there. I'm so sorry. But it's funny because that moment that I'd kind of forgotten about was stuck in this kid's head. And it, it turned out really good, but he said, man, I was mad at you. And I think it's important that as as, as uh, high school coaches, because we don't have to, if you cut five, six, ten kids, but not in, in the amount of kids you have try out is probably ridiculous for the it youth is. program. We have 110-plus players in our program for the youth. Wow. And I bet you, I would say you you could double that in the amount of kids that tried out. I bet. And going back to the story about, you know, I leave kids with the story yeah. is my first two years, I had a kid that was cut sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade from the youth program, freshman year and sophomore year. I got hired. He came to every single workout. Varsity year, uh, junior year, and varsity year, he hit 35 three-pointers and hit two big threes against Oak Creek in the championship game, regional championship that got us to the sectionals. So, And then we had a kid again, another kid who C-team, seventh grade, A-team, eighth grade year, and possibly could be JV this year. So it, it, you have to keep working. Right. right. And that's it doesn't matter what we say at the youth level. you got to keep putting that effort in. Yeah, the, the love of the game. Um, and and basketball has has done really good things for you, Bobby. Obviously, Absolutely. and the love that you had for it back then, I I don't think that's gone away. You still shoot a little bit. You still play, I'm sure. But you're you're, you're teaching your kids and the kids you coach. How hard was it for you, and how hard is it for you if you don't feel like these kids are buying in the way you bought it? Yeah, it's it is a little different. You know, my son, my son is also in the seventh grade class. Okay, so that's why I was I got into this. So can coach. he shoot a little bit? He can shoot it. Yeah, he needs to work on defense, as you can imagine, being my kid. Yeah, you know, but, uh, but that's all right. Yeah, no, but yeah, coaching my son, you know, like getting the kids buy in. I mean, I ask just pretty simple, you know, effort and attitude. You know, that's play that's your butt off all the time, and good things will happen, especially at the youth level. How how has it been coaching your own son? 
It's been great. You know, I, I give my son credit, a lot of credit because, you know, having a dad, he treats, he has treated me from day one, from uh, third grade till now. I, I'm coach. I always right. tell him, listen, I'm your coach. I'm not your dad there. Yeah. Okay? You it's hard. It is. It's it is hard. We um I had uh, Steve Showalter in um a while ago and we talked about coaching our sons and he said, Look, I did a way better job with my second than I did my first. So I put too much pressure on him. I for me, I, reading this book, Coaching Our Sons, I learned a very valuable lesson. When we got to the kitchen table, I was his father. After practice, after games, you get in the car, I'm your coach. We get to the kitchen table, we'll split a pizza, and I'm your dad, I want to know how your day went. So my son would try to get in my my wife's car after games to because if he didn't have a good game, he didn't want to hear about it. And it, but but it was very valuable because after that first year of coaching him, you either you're either soft on your kid or you're way too hard on him. I mean, you can't be right down the line. And I was way too hard, I think, in the beginning on him. And what I didn't realize until after he got done and he came and sat in here, it was Cam Cerrone, Andy, and Matthew and I, and we talked about coaching our sons. All the all the stuff that was going on in the locker room and in the hallway that I didn't know about, and at a little place like Calvary Baptist, yeah, you had eight nine kids on the team, and and this is what you're, and I didn't know that he shielded me from that, but he had to go through that kind of on his own. So, guys, let's get to a break. I want to know how you guys pick coaches. I want to know um, how you guys fundraise if you do stuff like that, and where the volunteers come from, and we'll find that out about the Franklin Youth Basketball Club on the other side of the break. This is the U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Uh, welcome back to the U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, and we're talking Franklin Youth Basketball Club, FYBBA.org, with a couple of guys that I've known for a while. Bobby Overland, he's uh, the seventh grade coach. I'm assistant coach on the seventh grade team. Assistant coach, seventh. What's your son's name? Jace. J- Jace? Jace. He can shoot it. He can shoot it. If he's in Overland, he came out of the womb shooting the ball. <laughs> he didn't. He, he he passes a little more than you? Uh, No. No. He is uh, again, Bobby Overland, board member for the Franklin Youth Basketball Club, along with the head basketball coach at Franklin High School, Tyler Poto. And he is an advisor to the club. Guys, how do you find coaches? How do you find coaches? Uh, well, our coach, well, volunteer. I mean, obviously, it's a volunteer position. Um, you know, you, we ask for you know parents or whatever to sure. apply for that. Um, one thing that uh, Coach P brought in that uh, it was a little tough at first. We we have paid eighth grade coaches. You so have what? Say it we again. have paid eighth grade coaches. Okay, so not non parent role. Yep. For eighth grade, it's it's nice because it transitioned them into you know getting ready for high school. So you not, will not coach your son next year. I will not. You know, uh, we have. We have high school. Yeah, we, the, the paid coaches we have are awesome. Uh, Daryl Porter is uh, coming and did a great job for us. Um, you know, and, and Devin br- you was his assistant for the last couple of years and brilliant, really good skills guys. Uh, getting them ready for our the whole goal is, yeah. Everybody's youth program might be a little different. Some people focus more on uh, on the habits of winning. Uh, we try to balance the habits of winning with skill development, but ultimately because they're a youth feeder program of the high school, the major concept is to prepare them for high school. When you sat down with those 20 things and a couple are non-negotiable, was that one of them? One of them was uh, I need I need eighth grade coaches to be – it was actually seventh and eighth grade. And, however, it did not happen that first year. Okay. It did not. Well, um, but that's – Eighth grade is – Well, that was I, more because it was late in the game. You know, yeah, it was but I think, 
look, I think you might be onto something here. This is the first time I've heard this idea, and I I like it. You know what? I'm sure they're not getting paid $1.2 million to coach the eighth grade in Franklin, but you know what? If they're getting a little something and they – now they have a little skin in the game, and if their kids aren't part of it, you've got to be comfortable, Bobby, and you're part of the board to be able to hand Chase over, Chase over to somebody else and get him ready, and I think that prepares them for freshman year. If they've only been coached by their father all through grade school, now they go to somebody else. They're like, hold on, that eighth-grade buffer year, pretty smart. It is, it's a great buffer year because the it is a sensation of – of, hey, this is what to expect in high school because I see that you have the player code of conduct here in front of us, the rules, Mm -hmm. and we can get to that in a minute. But this is directly off of my high school website in terms of how you have relationships and how you as a parent interact with the coaches and question about playing time. And there's a protocol to it all, and there's a a system, and there's a a way you do it. Hey, do you think, and I asked somebody on on Faith in the Zone this question, I bring it up a lot, but you've been coaching, how long have you been coaching? About... um, a long Probably time, twenty years. Oh, yeah. Do you think kids have changed over the years, or, and and the reason I'm going to ask you this because I asked this guy in Faith and Zone, I fully expect him to say, yeah. He said, no, absolutely not. I said, really? He said, we've changed. He said, I was a head Division One varsity fo- a football coach, Division One football, and he's at Western, not Western Michigan, Central Michigan, I think. And he said, look, I was 28 years old, I was single and I was cool, I was that guy. Now I'm 44. I'm married. I got three kids. I want to get out of practice and go see my kids. They haven't changed. They're still doing the idiot stuff I did as a freshman in college. The difference is they're posting everything, but they're still doing that stupid stuff. They haven't changed. I've changed. And that caught me off guard because I thought for sure that he was going to go, yeah, they've changed. Your feeling on that? My feeling on that is that uh, we as coaches have changed again because of responsibilities, but kids have changed as well due to all the social influences and concept of responsibility. We can't, there isn't, my kid isn't going to go pick up a ball and start shooting around the backyard like he used to. It's how do I find a gym for him? How do I find a trainer for him? Who's going to train me to be a better shooter? And uh, who's your strength trainer? Who's your AU team? All those things weren't like that when we were necessarily kids in the 90s and the 80s. And those some of those things were there, but it, it was for top guys. But I, I remember just going to the backyard and playing with my my seven buddies, right? Yeah. So, but that's how kids have changed. Bobby, I was to say, like that, you know, I, I had to go to the YMCA. I mean, you know, we didn't have all these opportunities. Like Coach P said, now right. my son, you know, I take him to a trainer. You know, he plays on the Milwaukee swing. I coach that as well. Uh, so I mean, it, the opportunities for these kids have changed. It's it just what gym can I take them to? What what? How can we work on it? I know you want to say something. And if families don't take advantage of some of those changes or opportunities. And we always say, hey, our number one thing in, in Franklin High School basketball is we provide the opportunity. Will you take it? Yeah. And with that, you will receive opportunities more than others, right? Do, do you think – Do you? and we're getting off topic a little Sorry. bit, but I no, I think this is really interesting, especially for a youth program like this. Do you guys feel like some of, some of the parents then expect a return on their investment? Do you think that some of the parents, because we talked about baseball with this, and the baseball coach at West Dallas Central made a great point. He said, look, there's a handful of Division One baseball players in the area. <clears throat> Excuse me. If they want to do that and spend all that money, great. He said, personally, the Division Two and Division Three kids, there's a place for them to play. He said, I would prefer, instead of spending all this money to do what they're doing, to get a trainer, get bigger, quicker, faster. 
stronger. Do that, and then you can play Division Two, Division Three. There's a place for you to play. He said, but they have the parents have this dream that they're going to get the return on investment, all this money they're going to put in. And look, Division One baseball, there's a handful of guys, and everything's a partial scholarship. So, do you think that parents are expecting a return on their investment? Well, I'm a, I'm I'm on both sides of this. Okay, so my son trains at Athlete Performance in Mequon with Steve Becker, Man, and he's what? been doing it for four years. Is there a better guy than that? Well, he's in my high school gym right now working our guys out. So while I'm here and we're talking about the youth program, I have him and a guy named Drew uh, uh, that's working them out. And our kids, what we do for the high school level is we're trying to provide those opportunities that way, so their families don't have to spend that kind of money. And and uh, you know that's. At our youth program, we're installing that concept as well. So at 7th and 8th grade, we're taking Steve Becker concepts Mm -hmm. and putting them in strength training program. Uh, So before every practice at 7th and 8th grade, we're we're, we're trying to explain to the families that you don't have to necessarily do that. We as a high school or an organization will help provide you with those tools so you don't have to spend out of pocket for the same resources maybe another kid would have to. Interesting. So 7th grade, hopefully parent-type coaches maybe next year. But if not, they still will be, they practice at the high school, they practice, so do the eighth grade, and they'll do a strength and conditioning session once or twice a week during the season uh, to prepare them and get them straight. And it's, again, everything aligns with the high school. That's our goal. Hey, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change subjects real quick because we're only going to have one segment after this. And this is really interesting. What's the fee to be part of your, your program? To be part of the uh, the Franklin Youth Basketball Club, it's six hundred dollars, but that includes uh, one hundred fifty dollars of raffle tickets that they can sell. To earn. It's, it's part of our fundraising, so okay. we haven't paid up front. But so they're allowed to sell, you know, one hundred fifty dollars and re- recoup some of that money. But it also goes towards our program. You know, they so they pay the six hundred up front, but it's ultimately four fifty if you you know if you want to. Right. And so the, and the four fifty, what does that 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 helps pay for, uh, for any gym gym time, uniforms, um, yep, gym travel? Time. And did you guys do? You don't travel, right? Yeah, well, we, each, each team gets tournaments. Yeah, okay. each team gets a, a lot of amount of money for, uh, for tournaments. I believe it's fourteen hundred dollars, so they can choose. Every head coach can choose the tournaments they want. We, we cut them a check, and with that money, they can choose four tournaments or six right. if they can get into six or right. however they want to do it. Absolutely. And that's all on, on on the head coach, depending on what they want to do. Yep, and we do have a our, part of our board. We have a. Steve Tilly's name. He he'll go around and help with uh if, you know new coaches that come in. They're not, maybe not familiar with tournaments, so we have board men that go around and help these new coaches out and tell them, hey, these are tournaments that we're, we went to in the past. Every like person that. on the board has a role, and his role as coach liaison is to help understand what tournaments are quality tournaments. There's some that you can go into and. You're going to show up, and you're going to be playing third graders instead of fifth graders. Yeah, and boy, that happens. I don't miss those days. I no. got to be honest. With you. Last question: When it comes to the Franklin Youth Basketball Program, Tyler, what keeps you up at night? I just, I'm always a believer that everybody should get an equal opportunity, right? And I, what keeps me up at night, I, I hate to say it, is is that making sure our community all rallies together, yeah, and understands the ultimate mission statement and where your kid is trying to go that. That you're not trying to, you're trying to, you're trying to bring bring us together as a community, and that's the ultimate and experience for these kids. And you don't have to think every one of your kids is a Division One player, which is, and you don't have to scream and yell every play, and you don't have, I, I just let them enjoy the experience. Let the kids enjoy the experience. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's important. I I do, and it's hard. It's it's really hard because there's a lot of. One of the changes I think for kids is there's more pressure on them or they feel more pressure and they're watching YouTube and they're watching NBA and they're watching Curry just fire threes and 
you know, step inside the three, but, well, he does, you know, that kind of stuff. So let's get to a break. Franklin Youth Basketball Club, and we're talking social issues as well. Look at us, guys. We're changing the world on the Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Youth Sports on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan talking Franklin Youth Basketball Club. Got to have these guys come back because uh, we've talked a lot about other things. And I think uh, I appreciate their willingness to uh, talk about some of the things we've talked about. Go to the website, fybba.org. I'm going to throw out some questions. Uh, we've got one segment left. Do you do you um, insist you show the youth coaches what you run on the varsity level and try to get them to, to simulate and run what you guys run? You know, every coach usually has a has a program, uh, like a preseason, like professional development thing where they come in and they say, this is what we do. And some coaches don't, though. Uh, and some coaches don't have a significant system. For us, we run the swing. This is what we do. So the other night we sat around at 9 o'clock at night, had our 8th grade gold team model and demonstrate drills, and we do it every year. And our expectation is they run the swing. Our expectation is they run our, our man-to-man defensive systems. Now, we do offer them an opportunity to do what they need to do to maybe win a game. Yeah. But if I walk in and I see them playing zone and five-out cutters for 100% of the time, we're going to have a conversation. Yeah. So, Bobby, how do you like the swing? Um, it, I mean, it's, it's, a good, it's a great offense, especially at the, you know, the youth level. Yeah. You introduce the kids. It's, a, it's nice structured. You know, it's four out, one in. You know, sure. It, I mean, basically, I mean, we spend, a, again, the offense uh, swing doesn't really matter to me at the youth level. It's more about you know fundamentals and Spacing skills, and, and, yeah. well, and just teaching these kids skills because then when they get to that level, whatever offense they're running, you know, we want to get them ready as far as that goes. Your son a better player than you were at this age? Uh, he's you know the, for him it's just, it's all you know. Coach P knows my kid pretty well too. It's just he doesn't he doesn't have that you know confidence that he should have. You know, a little swagger, I guess, is the way you put it. You yeah. know, Coach P came the other. So I mean he's he's got some skill there, but he you know mentally or just he has to believe in himself a little bit more than he does. And you know what, and they get that at different ages, and I wouldn't be too worried about that. Um, you had quite the swagger, <laughs> so you know what, and and look, I don't know if you had that swagger before you got to your JV year because I didn't watch you much as a freshman, but there was a point that that swagger came, and you honestly believed, and rightfully so at that point, Overland, that you were the best player on the floor. And for the most part, you were. And and so that swagger came with, you know, maybe all that would go into the Y and, 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 and playing against adults and playing against guys that were bigger, stronger, faster and figuring out a way to get it done. So I wouldn't be too worried about, about that because he'll get some success and then some cheerleader will wink at him and his swagger <laughs> will be will be just fine. Hey, um, so you guys opened camp for this the, the youth basketball club. Pretty much the same time that that high school does? It does. So they've started practices, and going back to the youth coaches, we provide them a manual. We have a through fast draw. We provide them, and we put it on a Google Drive. And we also have all of our plays and video clipped uh, and broken down. I have a a former D1 uh, director of ops guy. He works with our program. Uh, He he created a – all, all the plays you need to know, sideline plays, baseline plays, all the coaches have access to it. Can you get me a it. copy of that as, as the, the youth sports uh, guy here at, at, 
No, you I can. I, I don't no, think you, you're on the schedule. So yeah, different division, no. sure. Oh, you want to go on the? You want to talk about the schedule thing, Coach? <laughs> no, you don't. But they do. I'll, I'll bring that up. We we had a home and home with you, and you uh, you cancel that second one on us. Just let's be let's be honest now, <laughs> and that's okay. No worries on that. This, so uh, our, how's the varsity team going to be this year? By the way, I hear they're pretty. I hear they're going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. I've I, I I'm excited to see what this looks like. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't been in the gym since April, so we'll see what happens. Excuse so, me. Uh, I'm, Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hold on. I don't think Wade Lebecki and those guys at WIA are listening. I know we can be in the gym. We just can't be coaching. We can't. Now, I know a few boys that might be, but and we'll talk about that off the air. You know, we uh, we try to do things the right way, both at Franklin and, and, and at uh, Greendale Martin Luther. Um, you're all set with players. Is there, if if there's a kid that comes into the area, the tryouts are done. Right there's there's no chance to get kids in anymore. Yeah, tryouts are done. We had our tryouts. Uh, so I think September 9th through the thirteenth. Sixth to seventh grader moves into the area. Does he get a chance to at least take, get a look at? I mean, he, yeah. he will be. If, if not, if he needs to get religioned up, I got a spot for him. <laughs> just so you well, know. My, you know, my there is a word on my on my tag that says advisor. I would advise highly. Yes, so, yes, yes. There's always would. exceptions, right? You know what? In fact, advisor is like all capitalized right there, Tyler. Man, this is awesome. Hey, the stuff on the website that we didn't get to the player code of conduct, uh, the frequently asked questions. These are all things that you can look at. Hey, how is the Wisconsin Youth Basketball League to be in? You like that? It's league? fantastic. They have uh, it's every top every any top kid that you're going to see at the varsity level at their classes 2024, 26, 28. They're they're in that they're playing on their youth program, and you'll see them. And they have an end of the year tournament. Lee uh, is a great guy, and Bruce Janzik, who's a former Muskego guy and does some work for the Badgerland. They put together, uh, and over here at Whitnall, uh, you have Brault. So it's it's a fantastic league and organization, and yep. that's where you're going to see some some of the best ballers in the area. Man, that's awesome. This is good stuff, boys. I got to have you come back um, a few months because there's there's about 23 questions that I didn't get to because I got you know sidetracked in some of this other stuff that that we got to talk about. Um, you excited about this year, Bobby, for your son? This yeah. is. Uh, this is a good year for the seventh grade is, is good. You know, you start playing some pretty good competition. You start seeing kids that you thought, man, that, you know, that kid probably isn't going to be very good. And all of a sudden they grow a little bit and they've worked on their game and other kids that you've seen maybe have plateaued a little bit. This is a fun year. How many games will you guys play, by the way? Uh, we're in the, with tournaments in the Wibble, I'm, we're in the 50 range, 50, 60 games. It's a, it's lot. a lot. And then over the summer. And then, you know, I'm right into the Milwaukee swing and I yeah. coach at, you know, I'm a, you know, I coach you know all summer as well. You know, and Coach B brought that to a Franklin. That's which forty is awesome. more games. Thirty with all the skills trained too. We go twice a week during the summer, and it's. You, did you guys travel? Did you travel much with with Milwaukee Swing? Um, well, you know, Coach P coaches a, a. We coach two teams at their yeah. level. Uh, my team doesn't travel as much. He has a team that's going on going on a national. Yeah. We're going to nationally travel. Really quickly, the, when Matthews Little, we did this. And when I see these guys that are not 26 years old, they still talk about losing to the Gauchos in fourth grade at Disney World. That's what they want to talk about, Coach. So keep up the good work. It's good Thanks. to see you guys. Bobby, you, you know my feeling on you. It's always good to see every time I see in the in the neighborhood or at Quick Trip or something, we hang out. So um, Franklin Youth Basketball Club, FYBBA.org. For more information, Tyler, it's good to see you, Coach. Have a good year. Thanks, big time. Yeah, Appreciate Bob, it. Bobby, it's good to see you. Thank you. You bet. This is the U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 